Welcome to episode three of Do the Move. My name's Chad. Gonna try to do some hosting here tonight. We've got a couple things we want to talk about. We've got Death Before Designer coming up. Uh, All Out uh, just finally got announced for Chicago. Uh, 95% of the group got tickets for that, so we're excited to do that. Uh, SummerSlam. We've got the Vince McMahon scandal, as everyone's been talking about here the last couple weeks. Uh, Obviously, Bob and Joey's chef's kiss, and then our bone to pick segment. So, uh, boys, who wants to start first? I guess we can start off with uh, Death Before Dishonor. So, this is the upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view produced by Ring of Honor. Um, So, it'll take place Saturday, July 23rd, 2022 at the Tungsus Center in Lowell, Massachusetts. So it's going to be uh, the 19th event in Death Before Dishonors chronologically. And it's also Ring of Honor's first live event under the ownership of All Elite Wrestling since uh, the president of All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan, has acquired the company. Uh, so right now we got a couple cards, um, a couple matches on the card right now. Uh, so the cards that I'm seeing right now is uh, Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham. It's going to be facing Claudio Casanoli. Um, we also have the Ring of Honor World Television Championship with Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal, who is with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. We also have the Pure Wrestling Rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship with Blue Yuna versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, we also have a two out of three falls for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship with FTR, which consists of Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood are the champions versus the briscoe brothers uh, jay and mark briscoe and then we also have a singles match for the women's um ring of honor world championship with mercedes martinez versus serena deeb so uh a lot for a card that seems like it was thrown together but it's it's a nice card to to go so thoughts thoughts we can start with um i guess the ring of honor world championship with gresham versus castanoli yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, uh, that match, I feel like, is going to be a very, very strong main event, uh, typically because I am brand new to Jonathan Gresham, but I've known Claudio Castagnoli a little bit longer. And he can always deliver when it comes to a match. Uh, the only match I've seen with Jonathan Gresham in there is his unification match with Bandito. Um, and that instantly made me a fan. Uh, I heard Gresham is also side with Tully Blanchard. Has he not? Correct. And, uh, last week, yep. Oh, within the last week. Okay, good. So I feel like we might get a little bit of Tully Blanchard interference. So that could always be fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joey? Uh, as far as Jonathan Gresham goes, I don't think he's going to win. I don't know why they had him side with Tully Blanchard who's supposed to be like a top heel and he already has Brian cage as his monster. So the fact that Gresham sided with him really, I, I think for no reason, unless you want cage to go for the television title, which again, I think is a bit beneath him as far as what they're trying to do with that stable. Uh, Claudio, I think is going to win because not to transition too early. I think Wheeler Yuta's losing. So the BCC needs to have some gold. There's their gold beyond Mox's interim title. Nick, go ahead. Listen, man, I'm just going to throw this out there, okay? I think 
I think it's a great idea because like obviously they're trying to do something with the with the Blackpool Combat Club, right? And you have four in the combat club. Yeah, four and four. Boom. That's the thing, right? And Cage hasn't even freaking wrestled except for the one match against the uh, uh help me out. Somebody help me out. I know he wrestled that uh uh super card. You're talking about before um the, the pay-per-view right before WrestleMania, right? Ninja. Yeah, where he debuted with with uh what's his net? What's his nuts? Uh Blanchard. Believe it was Ninja. Yeah. You're talking about the Supercard of Honor. Oh, he yeah. wrestled uh Nin- Ninja yeah. Mac, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my bad. All right. So I I mean I I get it. It was confusing at first. I get it. I think that Gresham's gonna end up winning from interference. I think that uh cage will ultimately challenge it, it they'll do some like cross promoting shit i don't know i just trust tk with the booking because like we talked about earlier before we went on air it's just you know he does a whole bunch of shit and hopes out hopes it works for the best so uh yeah everything that joey just said i wholeheartedly disagree with that's pretty much the point so why do you disagree with it though <laughs> and here's the thing we just said that Tony Khan does a bunch of basically drugs before he books and just hope things work and has a YOLO attitude. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Fine. Fine. The YOLO lifestyle usually involves cocaine, to be fair. Allegedly, allegedly. doing cocaine. Allegedly. It, I'm it, look, this podcast is only three, three episodes old. Three episodes old and it's <laughs> allegations. We are not confirming or denying that Tony Khan does cocaine. So we don't need OC and D. All right. Well, George, uh, George, uh, thoughts on this, and then we'll move on to the next uh, match on the card. Sure. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the camp that Gresham is retaining this. I think it's far too early for him to kind of lose it. I think he's going to end up being that sneaky heel that kind of just keeps getting away with it, keeps getting away with it until ultimately, you know, somebody of prominence does take it from him. Um, possibly once Ring of Honor flushes out a little bit, it'll be somebody you know, like a Wheeler Yuta or a Lee Moriarty or somebody that you see, you know, as the future of the company. Um, but right now, obviously, things got to get settled. And th- what's better way than to lay the foundation with the foundation in Jonathan Gresham? All right. Well, well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, next on the card is uh, for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. We have Champion Samoa Joe, who's been out for quite some time um, with the elbow injury versus Jay Lethal, who will be with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. So thoughts on this match? Yeah, Brian. So, like, I feel like this is really, like, the only feud that has kind of sort of a build to it. It started in, like, our on AEW programming, and now it's, like, getting pushed more and more because, you know, Death Before Dishonor is coming up. So I feel like this one only has like the only proper build to it, which it kind of makes me excited to see it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I was a little perturbed by, you know, like Satnam Singh and of course like that because he's he's about yay big. So, uh, but Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal always put on banger matches. And I feel like this is going to be another one. If I have to predict, I'd probably say Jay Lethal takes it. 
mostly because they've been hyping up Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. So they've been kind of hyping that trio up more than Samoa Joe since he's been out with injury. So I just think he takes it from there. Uh, I, I wish that, obviously I know Joe's hurt, but I, I kind of hope, and I know this is not going to be how it goes, but I fucking love Samoa Joe, or sorry, freaking love Samoa Joe. Um, I just want him to just go out and beat the hell out of Jay Lethal. Um, but the thing I think that is missing, and, and Brian, to your point, like it does have a good build, right? We've been building at this for for essentially months, right? So the thing that kind of sucks and, and took away from the feud, in my opinion, is like just Joe's promo ability and just to be able to just kind of like cut the promo and say this. And obviously he's off TV, kind of builds lethal as the heel as the oh you're not here so i'm just going to talk a bunch of shit um which brian i will agree with you i I think lethal also wins um but like i just i miss my boy joe samoa joe well i don't want that to get confused joe joe Joe. (laughs) no i I mean i I agree with you nick it does seem like it was a one-sided promo um when when it came to this build you know joe gets hurt and then he's off um, television, and then you just hear from Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. And it does look like it's going to elude that Jay Lethal will win the championship. Um, and like, I like how they brought in Joe, but then everybody else came in, it feels like, and he's just been an afterthought. So I don't know what Tony Khan's vision is for Ring of Honor, but. We'll see. All right. Uh, so moving forward, uh, we have the the pure wrestling match for the pure championship with champion Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. Uh, quick thoughts on that? Yes, my quick thoughts are, and I'll be short, Wheeler Yuta's going to lose. I'm not a fan of him. I think Lee Moriarty should have been the guy picked for the BCC instead of Wheeler, or at least have both because I feel like Wheeler's getting a lot of, in my opinion, unwarranted attention because he's the young new guy. And if you had him and Lee in there or even remove Daniel Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society, I think it'd be better. That's just me. All right, George, and then we'll go Brian. All right, so I am against the, uh, you know, the Wheeler uh, losing this. I actually think he will retain this. Um, as far as storyline goes, Wheeler kind of, you know, has only held this title for so long. Um, I know, I don't know if, I know, I don't know if Ring of Honor is going to be much different than AEW in terms of how they handle their titles. Um, but I know with AEW, they typically like to hold, uh, titles a little bit longer than normal. Um, so I see Wheeler holding this for, for a little bit. I think it'll be just be that feel good win on the card that everybody loves. Um, and I don't think it's Wheeler's time to lose just yet. Uh, Daniel Garcia, you know, nothing against him. He's a good talent, but I think there's more to do with him and other storylines than for him to win the pure title. All right, Brian. I can definitely agree with George there. I don't think that, um, Yuta's going to lose the title just yet, but I will make this super short. This match is going to fucking bang. All right. This is going to be a great technical match with a little hint of intensity that we need because the BCC, you know, they like to uh, 
beat people up and make money while doing it. They'd like to beat you up with a smile on their face. Daniel Garcia, he's got that intensity as well, too. So I feel like we're going to see a great little hockey fight here. All right. So let's let's um, pivot to the to the women's match. Um, so quick thoughts with um, the women's match. They've been building it on AEW Dark with uh, champion Mercedes Martinez versus uh, Serena Deeb. Um, quick thoughts on that. And yeah, Brian. So I'm very happy that Mercedes and Deeb are going to be in a match together. This is great. Uh, I feel like I feel like Deeb's going to take it, though. Honestly, I don't feel like Mercedes has kind of hit like it's kind of weird for me because she's been in wrestling so long same with deeb but like i feel i don't know something's missing with her range so i feel like deeb might bring some legitimacy since like i feel ring of honor has a little bit more uh, uh favor to those who are technically gifted more than anything else so i just feel like serena deeb might take it it's going to be a good match though all right joey Deeb is my girl. Love her. Hope she wins. That's all I got. All right, George. Uh, I'm going to take a weird route on this. I'm actually going to say a no contest. Um, because I is because I think Mercedes fits the role of a Ring of Honor Women's Champion better than Deeb does, and Deeb fits better with AEW's main roster than back at, than on Ring of Honor. Um, so I think. For Deeb, it'll be she'll go back towards the AEW women's division and go compete uh, against Thunder Rosa, get that title going. Um, Mercedes will, will build Ring of Honor, so I don't think anything will come of this. I think it's just going to be a no contest, all flat out brawl that uh, you know that doesn't go anywhere. All right, Jad, did I see your hand up or? I've been trying to do it for like the last ten minutes. Oh, uh, uh, you've been doing like the clapping. No, so yeah, like you're everything. it's hard when you're. Uh, when... <laughs> It's hard when you're trying to stream and do this all at the same time. Um, I'm going to probably go deep here. I'm going to back Joey up on this one. She's done a pretty damn good job, especially in her uh, her AEW uh, feuds there. Um, so I'm going to go with her. Yeah. All right. And last last but not least on, on the card, um, the, the moment we've been waiting for is – uh, the two out of threes falls for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship between FTR featuring Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, who are the champions, versus the Briscoe Brothers. I know there's going to be a lot of chatter on this, so um, let's, you know, keep it, you know, keep it brief, but, you know, make sure you get your points in. So I see George, and then we'll go Brian. All right, I'll keep this real short and sweet. FTR wins this hands down. Um, especially, you know, with the Briscoes really, you know, because TBS and the network doesn't want the Briscoes involved at all. Um, and with the Briscoes being impact guys, it just doesn't make any sense for FTR to drop. Um, and there's too much potential with with all out coming up, which I know we'll talk about later. Um, and I think with FTR, you want to keep the belts on for as long as possible. All right, Brian. Arguably, I could say this match could either go on first or last because it's just it's, it's oh god the first match was so good but uh i do agree with george i feel like ftr should retain but i could also see the briscoes winning this as well too i don't necessarily have a dog in this fight uh actually scratch that i do ftr they're my boys um but it's it's going to be a very very good match hopefully better than their first one it's very hard to do the same match better than the original but uh i feel like ftr is going to win it 
and keep their uh, tag team title reigns and collections going. All right, thanks. And we got uh, John. Yeah, so I'm going to go against what Brian and George are saying, and I think the Briscoes are actually going to win it. And the reason why I say that is, so, you know, FTR won at final battle, just put them 1-0, and I think the Briscoes are going to win it to make it 1-1. And if Tony Khan's cool with it, they'll have them face each other again at All Out to finish up the series. But that's just my opinion on that one. So, well, speaking of all out, <laughs> uh, we we have another pay per view in Chicago and Hoffman Estates. Let's yeah. go! Yeah, so John, like number five put, for us. Hoffman Estates in the the herbs. Yeah, put it in the asterisks. Uh, so yeah, we are in Chicago, quote unquote, uh, for this year's all out. Um, so it's going to take place at the now arena, which used to be the all state arena. Um, and not all state arena, bud. It, I, Sears, I, Center. Sears Center or Sears. God, de- all right, that's why we have now uh, arena. The now arena this Canadian yeah. over here just changing. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's going to be the, the next pay per view, it's usually held during the Labor Day weekend. Um, it's one of the big four pay-per-views. So we've had like Double or Nothing, Full Gear, Revolution. So it's, it's quarterly. Um, so it's going to be uh, September 4th at the Now Arena in Chicago, which is Hoffman Estates. Uh, so there is nothing booked for this yet. So this is a, a free-for-all. So we're going to do about 10, 15 minutes on, on this segment and just fantasy book. So thoughts? Who wants to go? Chad, I see your hand. Well, the given is we'll probably get some sort of battle royal, I would think, um, for that. Uh, I think the one match I'd probably want and am expecting, hopefully, is Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy because uh, Christian's obviously been uh, making shit super, super personal lately with the the dad jokes and shitting on his mom and sister and everything after their uh, their loss of the tag belts. So uh i would be really happy to see something like that um i'd like to see a wardlow match you know someone challenge him i'm still dying to see statlander win a women's belt um so i'd like to see her maybe take it off of jade and then move jade to the uh main women's title there um and obviously we'll get some sort of tag tag match for the tag belt so um don't know what they're planning for that. I assume probably a Young Bucks deal there. But, uh, yeah. And then Punk should hopefully be back by then. They've already put him in all the promos and everything. So I'm assuming we'll get the the Punk-Mox match by then. And then see what goes on after that. All right. Well, Brian. So I'm super excited about uh, – another week of wrestling because it's not just all out coming back it's dynamite and rampage as well um i've invited some friends who aren't really familiar with wrestling so this will be a great way to show them how professional wrestling can be um personally i'd really like to see an interim aew championship mask personally because i don't think punk might not be for uh medically cleared i think we might still get a punk appearance maybe as like a final face-off uh, between Mox and Punk, or whoever wins the interim title. Um, 
but I'd actually like to see the interim title switch hands. So put Mox up against somebody who can, you know, forward uh, a few punk in the future. MJF. Yeah. The only Maybe. option. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, I mean, I'd also love to see a Wardlow match. Wardlow's great right now. TNT champion. Um, and uh, women's matches. I want to see both women's titles, not just the one. I want to see both women's titles. I want to see Thunder Rosa defend her title. I want to see Jade defend her title. Chad, I'm in agreement with you. I want to see Chris Statlander take that TBS title away from Jade. And as opposed to the uh, the women's match for Thunder Rosa to defend, it's kind of hard to pick. But if you want to get a pretty good match, I'd say put Hikaru Shida back in the title contention. It's going to be a good match, I'd say. Thunder, of course, retains just to maybe set up a future feud with Jade or a future feud with somebody else, but uh, depends on how long they want Thunder to reign. And then, of course, the tag team matches, um, whether it be FTR defending Ring of Honor's titles or um, the newly crowned team of uh, Swerve and Keith Lee defending against somebody else. I forgot um, about I know that. Those yeah, I know those matches <laughs> are going to be awesome. All right. Uh, George, take it away. All right. Well, I got a couple of things I want to see on this card. Uh, first, we can't forget that Pac holds a title. Uh, we've got the All-Atlantic Championship out there. Um, so I'm hoping to see that get defended against a prominent opponent. Uh, possibly Andrade would be a good uh, first first go with it. Um, I also, uh, as far as the women's titles goes, I actually would love to see a champion versus champion unification match and really put Jade up there. Because I think that would be something very interesting to do. Um, and the last thing, and I know the interim, because I, I don't think Punk will be back in time is, is my personal feeling on this. I want to see, but I do want to see the interim title defended. I'd want to see Okada come back. That's what I, I was hoping for. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no, George. Oh, God. Uh, you, you said Rainmaker. Rainmaker. You gave him like his Popeye spinach with that. <laughs> all right go ahead joey go ahead. well george were you done do you have anything else to add oh, man yeah, yeah, oh yes yeah, so, no yeah that sorry was about, i mean that about. was pre- that was pretty much it but yeah no i would definitely would love to see a, if not okada at least some new japan representation um and i think that would be the you most said, interesting the name. i think i think that'd be the most interesting way to see uh mox drop that title and then set the next thing up for punk when he does come back which by I, by full gear i think would happen all right, Joey, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, here's what I, here's what my heart and my head say. So, and they relate together. My heart says no Orange Cassidy singles tag champion, or sing, not singles tag championship, Botchamania moment. <laughs> no singles title match for Orange Cassidy. A crazy stat that they revealed on Dynamite. I don't know if you all caught it. OC is at the most matches for a singles title without winning in company history which should continue in my opinion, but depending on how many allegedly, there you go, Rich, alleged drugs TK does, he might put him in another match. So I don't want an OC title match, but we, we, might, we might get it. Bob, I'd love to hear your thoughts on OC not being in a singles title match. Um, I agree. We already saw it on, on Wednesday. We don't need to see him again. Um, if anything, they'll probably throw him on a pre-show with um, best friends and they'll probably do something with I don't know, sex band tag or something, but no, I agree with you guys with OC. Um, he is a great comedy character on television, but when it comes to giving him this many title matches, I, I, I see, I get everybody's point. 
and I, I agree with everybody on that. Also got Danhausen. Just saying, more than one comedy guy. Yeah, yeah but he's different. He's not being put in title matches. I know. He's actually just he's playing the part well. He just comes out, does his thing. He gets the pop, but he's not in the ring putting on the matches that OC is. You know. No, I'm just saying they've got more than one, so they should utilize more than one, not the same one in all these matches. True, true, true. Agreed. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Who was stuck? I'll go. Um, so to what Bob just said, uh, yeah, the thing with, with OC you got to be careful of that I don't think they've done with Danhausen is it's it's like any other joke, right? It's funny until you overdo it. So I, they need to be careful to space him out to keep it. He's not going to, to keep him fresh, no pun intended, right? <laughs> you don't want it to be, you know, old spoiled orange juice. It's freshly squeezed, right? So, you know, we got a good healthy dose of OC, um, you know, in recent months. Um, I think Danhausen's really good about just popping up and it's very spaced out. And when he does, that's why he keeps getting pops. But even people who think it's funny, it like, even to us, like it get it can get old and it can be like, okay, now it's annoying. And I don't want that to happen to him. That's not what happened, but they got to be careful. Um, especially, you know, giving him, you know, an Osprey match, like that's a awesome. It was fun, but that's a really high profile match. Now you got it. You don't want to just keep shoving him in people's faces, um, which they might do unintentionally. So I would just hate to see that impact him negatively. All right, John. So I want someone to send Hook to All Out and have like an actual like challenging match that he's still going to be getting over at the end, right? Um, I think it's we have plenty of time to like build up some kind of feud with Hook and some other wrestler right now because what I think the last time I saw Hook was he was just having a backstage segment with um, one of the announcers, right? So I'm just kind of wondering. Daughter. I'm sorry. DDP's daughter Lexi Nair, but yes, and not talking okay. to, again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to see what they will do with him. Hopefully, they will add him to the actual all out all out uh pay per view. I have something for him. All right, uh, Bob, did I see your hand? Or yeah, I just wanted to add on to the OC. George, you mentioned this on the group chat. The reason we're seeing a lot of him is he's very marketable. Um. Again, I feel like he's transitioning from the wrestling to like the entertainment world where like somebody who is not familiar with wrestling can go and be like, oh, I know that guy. So again, I understand why he's on television, why Tony Khan is putting him in these positions. But again, it's a little overkill at this point. Put him back in the put him back with best friends, you know, have him out there with Trent and um, freaking um, I'm forgetting the other dude's name. <laughs> um, but yeah, put him back out there, you know, but. Just adding to what George, what you said on a couple of days ago. Yeah, no problem. And I, I want to talk about um, all out because this is a special occasion. This is uh, almost one year that I, I met um, these group of guys uh, with Do the Move podcast. Uh, so this is an anniversary for me, um, being able to see these guys during uh, all out. So. The inception of Do the Move um, is because of these these guys right here. So I know I'm trying to be sentimental, and you can put like all the like oh like the you know the, the Mari like good stuff, and that like you are not the father type of thing. 
but uh, no, I want to thank you guys for, for, for bringing me along. Um, everything talking wrestling, great group of guys here. Um, the only thing that I have as far as like a prediction, like I just want my boy Ricky Starks to be elevated. Um, I don't know how that's going to be if they can like compete against Swerve in our glory for the tag team championships. That's like the only match that I want to want to see. Well, I mean, I want to see everything else, but there's been so many promos with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, and it just seems like they just keep getting shitted on time and time and time again. I just want them to at least just have their moment, defend for like full gear, lose at Revolution to FTR, and you know that's that's what I want. But what what do I know? But let's let's shift over to another. Well, it's not a pay per view; it's a premium live event, uh, and we have. This year, SummerSlam. So we have a few matches on the card. So right now we have a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. It's going to be between champion Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar. Then we also have a singles match between Pac McAfee versus Happy Corbin. And we also have another match for the the Universal, not, excuse me, the WWE United States Championship between champion Bobby Lashley versus now new name Theory. And then we have uh, the tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships between the Usos, which is Jay and Jimmy Uso, who are the champions versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. We have a special guest referee with Jeff Jarrett, and then we have for the SmackDown Women's Championship at this time, it's going to be champion Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. So let's work our way down and go up. So let's start with the ladies first. Um, any thoughts? I mean, obviously, there's probably going to be a um, Raw Women's Championship match. But right now, this is what we have on the card so far. So let's start with the ladies. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Thoughts? Brian? So I feel like this might be a very good first test for Liv Morgan to defend her championship successfully on a pay-per-view. That's what my gut said. That's what my heart wants. I want Liv to have a long and lively reign, no pun intended, but still, um, I just, I can't see them go back to Rousey right away because they've been building Liv up for so long now and they've shown her struggle. They've shown her climb to the top. So to like knock her back off the mountaintop just to have her chase the title again. Um, I feel like that might not happen. Uh, I feel like Liv should win, whether it be by hook or by crook. Um, I just can't see them doing, uh, giving Rousey another reign. All right, Chad. Uh, I'm definitely hoping Liv wins, even though realistically, it's not the most believable thing. Um, I, I'm just very very scared that they're going to just treat her like a transitional champ just as kind of like a pity title like they normally do with a lot of the women who aren't Sasha or Charlotte or any of them uh Grant rest in peace Sasha she's not with them anymore but you know what I mean um so I'm hoping she's not Liv, dead for real she's not dead for real but you get okay the character whatever fuck me up now um yeah so hopefully they do it right and they let Liv win but I'm also got that slight disbelief in the back of my mind all right i'm gonna go tyler first then joey and then george 
Okay, so something you just said, which I agree with for the most part, Chad, is uh, you know, to have Liv beat Ronda isn't very believable, except we we are going into this with a Ronda injury, right? So she's got that bad leg from the last match at Money in the Bank. So if they just have that linger, you know, they can work that in. That's true. I forgot about that. Good point. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's why it works, right? I agree with you. If she was healthy, like there's no way unless she cheated and you don't want to turn live heel when she's like so loved by everyone. And this is also a catalyst for um, if Ronda wins one way to book. And I don't, I think it's too early to do, to do a heel turn yet, but if they wanted to do it now, what they could do is have it where she's so frustrated because, because of her leg, she just can't quite get the job done. And then that's when she does whatever dirty thing she wants to pull. And then that's the heel turn. Cause now we just got live and now you screwed live over. She just got, you know, achieved your dreams and now you took them away, you know? So there, there, there are a lot of different routes they could go. And um, I don't know which route's the best, but we know they don't always go the best route. So any of these things are possible. Um, like the outcome of the match is, is, is one of those ones where I don't know how they're going to, you know, how it's going to end. It's not obvious. And that's going to make it fun for me. Um, but that leg injury is key for making it believable that she could win. It was a broken foot, right? Is what they said. Possibly uh, foot or ink. I, I can't remember. I, Lower I body remember. injury as they say in hockey. Got it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> is it, I mean, unless it's like a LeBron thing, right? I don't watch a lot of basketball, but <laughs> like, oh, I stubbed my toe. I can't, <laughs> like, I can't compete. <laughs> and then call that a leg injury oh man <laughs> sorry all right joey sean's got a bone to pick with me now i can see it in his face <laughs> what a transition um i want to disagree with brian i know not a huge surprise but Liv is not somebody that you want having a long title reign like i don't want to get like too old school and like obscure with this but i guess dusty Rhodes isn't obscure Dusty had three title reigns. Mick Foley had three title reigns. And they all lasted maybe a month or less. Now, I think Liv's going to win this by DQ. Ronda gets pissed and just grabs a chair and just whacks her with it because she just is mad at a certain point to keep both kind of strong. And then I think she loses it soon to a returning Bailey at the next pay-per-view. She's been out for over a year now. I'm going to guess she's going to come back as a heel. Just my opinion. But... Liv is not somebody you want having a long title reign in case the fans eventually inevitably turn on them because people are, as Daniel Bryan would say, fickle. Go for it, George. All right. Well, I'll, we'll agree to disagree on this. Um, I, you know, obviously, I don't watch a lot of WWE these days, but I do pay attention to Liv Morgan a little bit. Um, she's certainly somebody that has earned this title reign. And by all accounts, she is the people's champion at this point. Um, you know, and, you know, both in name and pretty much gimmick at this point, because the fans wanted her, they willed her to this title. And now with Sasha leaving and Naomi leaving possibly, and whatever else is going on with this division, you need somebody to step up and, you know, we can't just have the Charlotte Becky Ronda rotation. We need that. Uh, we need that extra person in there to keep things fresh. And I think that's where Liv Morgan fits in right now is she could be that, that catalyst. She'll have moderate title reigns. I don't see her having a long title reign. Um, I'll say maybe this isn't the one she drops to that, but possibly by the next one, she would drop it. 
Um, but other than that, I, you know, I don't really want to see Ronda as champion. I think that she doesn't, she doesn't need the title to legitimize herself. Whereas with Liv, you, you know, she does need that title and she deserves to have that title. Yeah. Like I, I'm proud of Liv. Um, like if you've known her backstory from like working in like the service industry going through you know wwe and like to where she is now like it is one hell of a hero story like an origin story if you want to want to call it that so i don't think they they get rid of it um but take the belt off of her so soon but i mean i know there is that caveat with the, the injury but we'll see um moving forward uh moving forward um we want the smoke um <laughs> that is who I got winning. So the Street Profits versus the Usos in the tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. We need Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford to finally have the gold because I want to smoke. They want to smoke. We want to smoke. That's why I got this red cup that you can barely see. But I want my boys, the Street Profits, to win. I don't know if it's going to happen, but somebody's going to drop their belts, and I don't think it's going to be Roman Reigns. So it's got to be his cousins, the Usos. We want smoke. All right, Brian. So I will agree with you there, Rich. I want Street Profits to win this based on the controversial ending to uh, their Money in the Bank match. And I really, really have high hopes for this match because they had such a great match at Money in the Bank. I feel like they're going to be able to do it again. Usos always deliver. Street Profits, highly underrated in terms of like giving out great tag team matches. They are on fire constantly. So I would love to see them win the titles. Uh, I can agree with your point as well, too. I don't think Roman's going to lose the belt as well. So I feel like if anybody in the bloodline's got to drop their belts, it's got to be the Usos. All right, Chad. Uh, I'm going Street Profits just because I know Joey is not a fan of uh, one of the uh, team members there. The worst one. <laughs> Dawkins, guess as to who that Dawkins, is. Dawkins, he shits on this guy every opportunity he gets. I offer college my... alum, though. <laughs> but Dawkins like, are so good. He looks like one of our buddies, too, so we kind of made fun of him because of that. But um, I don't know. I like their energy. I dig their style, even though uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, private party i mean they're basically the same as um similar gimmicks I, I still want them to have a match together i think that'd be cool um but no definitely uh definitely street profits because uh joey says otherwise all right john all right real simple i want down six day one is shit down six day one that's my pick all right did i see sean's hand <laughs> It pretty much covered what I wanted to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, right. so, so Sean, you, you, you want to just disagree with Joey as well? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Okay, just checking. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Joey yeah. did say he wants uh, Street Profits to win in chat, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, George. Uh so I don't really have a horse in this race, but from what I'm hearing, they're looking to split up Street Profits and have one of them go as a singles act. I believe it's Angelo Dawkins they're looking to do that with. Um, so if that's going to happen, this might be the time. 
Um, you know, they just can't get it done against the Usos. Dawkins turns on his partner and solo career begins. Um, just my just the opinion I'm hearing. Again, I don't really give two shits what happens with this one either way. So all right. So next up on here is the WWE United States Championship between Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Uh, thoughts on that? Um, I really don't. <laughs> Brian. It's, it, I feel like it's just going to be super simple. Simple rematch. Lashley's going to destroy Theory and destroy his hopes of ever cashing in on Lesnar or Reigns. Uh, so it's way too soon to cash in that briefcase. Theory can hold that briefcase for a while. But uh, for the time being, um, yeah, he's he's going to get decimated by Bobby. Bobby retains. He's a- all right, uh, fire fire off, Sean. Next up. Basically, if this isn't a Bobby squash match, then bathroom break match for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw Tyler's hand, then he waved me away. All right, moving on. Okay, I think we're all in consensus to move on. All right, so we got uh, next up is the battle of the National Football League between Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Uh, quick thoughts on there. Um, I think it's going to be Pat McAfee that's going to win. Yeah, former roommates uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Tyler, quick. quick. <laughs> uh, first of all, McAfee delivers on every promo, and I love it. I love that he got that dig in on Graves, but he moved right on because he needed to focus on the match. I love that he's like, that forced you to have to listen to Corey Graves for two hours. That was a great line. Um, and the thing about Pat McAfee is, every match he's had which is not a lot the guy worked his ass off to get good and take this seriously and you think of his first match against adam cole at a takeover and that was an amazing match um what he did with vince at mania was amazing like i like there's no way in my mind that this cannot be good at least not because of him and even if something else goes wrong where it's like uh this isn't like hitting McAfee is so good he's gonna find a way like he, he could save a match that's not going well because of his entertainment value the guy is just good and everything he does looks good I'm so excited for this match for being a kind of a mid-card thing like I, I could watch Pat McAfee on the show all day he does nothing but add value same uh Sean go for it I'd give it to him too because uh never in my wildest dreams have I thought I'd look forward to a Baron Corbin match (laughs) but Pat McAfee makes it interesting enough to actually want me to care to watch Baron Corbin get his ass whooped for once rather than just turn it off you make a great point (laughs) but he does have one of the greatest finishers the end of days um Baron Corbin happy Corbin uh, regardless from that. Uh, other thoughts before we move on to the main event. All right, seeing none, let's go on to the last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship between the big dog himself, uh, the head of the table, Roman Reigns as your champion versus the incarnate beast. I think I said that right. Beast Probably incarnate. Beast incarnate. Yeah, flip it. Um, Brock Lesnar. Uh, thoughts, Chad? Uh, this is another one of those transitional champ things I'm kind of uh, scared about, I feel like, because it's obviously the two of them are going to duke this out for another couple months until we eventually get some sort of rock emergence. So um, 
Yeah, I feel like Roman does retain, but the fact that Brock just came back really gives me the vibes that they're going to give it to him, and it's just going to be a back and forth with them like it was the last time, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. All right, Brian. So, as a last man standing match, they're also booking this as their last match together, allegedly. So, with that said, I feel like Roman's got to win it just based on the fact that his reign's been so dominant that, you know, I don't think he, I just, I, I don't want to see Lesnar again with the universal title. I, I don't, I don't, it's going to be a good match. going to be a hard hitting fight, but like, I, I just don't want Brock to win. I'm on the Roman reigns bandwagon right now. I'm like Sammy Zayn, make me an honorary. Oose, why don't you, you know, uh, Roman takes it. Last, he's the last man standing. All right, George. My thoughts on this is boring. This is going to be the most sleep, fall asleep match on this card. It's going to just be a slog to watch. I don't even care who wins this. It, like we've seen Brock as champion, we've seen Roman as champion. I don't want either of these guys to walk away with the title. I hope theory comes in and takes the, and cashes in on, on one of them. Let, Cause God damn, do I not want to see either one of these guys win? But yeah, that's just my thought. I could honestly just do without this match. Uh, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, I think someone just said that it was, it, not only is it booked as their last match together, Paul Heyman actually said in his promo that it was Brock's last title match. He didn't say last match, but he said in Roman Reigns or in Brock Lesnar's last title match. And he was talking about, you know, Brock being backed up against the corner and stuff when he got all revved up to motivate Roman in that in-ring promo. So I think this, this could be, I mean, I don't think it's his last match, but he literally said last title match, which was interesting to me. Um, Cause that obviously was written in there intentionally. Um, and one possible outcome, unlikely but possible, is um, Roman retains, but Brock is about to win, and Heyman just screws over Brock one last time and cheats for Roman. All right, John? Um, I think my background's pretty obvious who I want to win, and that is Cowboy Brock Lesnar. I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> Cowboy Brock is a swerve. I fucking hate you. That's a swerve. <laughs> You're such a troll. Can his phrase now be cowboy crap? Uh, oh. Brock doesn't need a, a, a phrase. Oh my He's God. fucking cool, man. <laughs> Fuck you, John, for your false advertising. That's, shit. That's, That's why I had to put him last. Because I knew it was coming. Okay. Um. I know there's going to be a women's match for the uh, Raw um, championship. Uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, um, I guess. It's going to be a three-way. Oh, yeah. I know we don't want to, like, omit them, but I know that hasn't been, like, officially announced. But I think Bianca Belair retains. That's just my thought. All right. And moving on with WWE outside of actual watching promotion um seems like uh there's there's been some scandals going on and and it's not looking good so if you are a 
owner of WWE stock, I would hold on to your stock because it's about to tank. Um, bye, bye, bye. And hold, hold, hold until their fearless leader, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, seems to be axed by the board of directors. Does everybody know what's going on? Do we have to like tell, I guess we can tell the, the Quick world. Quick overcap might uh, might help the audience. Uh, so does anybody else want to do the overcap or do you want to um, Base, uh, actually we'll let George, he's the most- All right, George, out of, we'll out take it away, here. George. All right, so basically the long and short of this story is Vince McMahon was has allegedly uh, pay, paid off women that he slept with uh, while as, while owner of the company and while they were under his uh, you know while he was their uh, boss, um, including uh, you know former wrestlers, form, possibly former referees, uh, all sorts of backstage people. Um, but the long and short is he possibly used company funds to keep them hush hush. Um, there's also the, uh, the allegations that he also sent them over to uh, John Laurinaitis to, you know, for something with him. I, I, again, I'm, a, a, lot, a lot of this is alleged issues right now. Um, but the, the, the issue right now is that now Vince has stepped down. Um, from the CEO position, um, I believe Stephanie is the current interim uh, uh, CEO. Vince is, however, still part of creative at this point, which I know is not sitting well with a lot of female uh, talent past and present. Um, uh, in fact, I saw a tweet right before we came on uh, to do this from Maria Kanellis um, stating she would never return to WWE as long as Vince is still in power in any shape. Um, so as far as what's going to happen now, is supposedly, and in there, there are other news, like legitimate news outlets looking into this story um, and digging up more information about it. Um, so we may end up seeing more about this as time goes on um, until possibly a, you know, a potential lawsuit, um, possibly a class action suit uh, is targeted at Vince, at which point I believe the board of directors may then decide to uh, remove him in whatever capacities he's in um, just to get rid of him. Then the only question becomes what happens with, you know, WWE stock um, and who takes over and all this other stuff. It's going to be a huge mess. Um, personal opinion on this is once that stock starts coming down a little bit, I think we'll see a potential buyer come out of the woodwork for WWE. And before anybody says anything, I do not believe it will be Tony Khan. Um, but I do see it being someone fairly prominent. Um, I'm not sure who it would be. Um, but again, I think WWE may be sold. And if it is sold, it may end up becoming, you know, non grata, where they just got the company and, you know, do whatever with it. All right, Tyler. Yeah, so um, that was a good recap, because I hear a lot of people recap this without actually like, getting all the important details in there. So um the, the act itself uh, is a net like of Vince having an affair. That's not news. We've known Vince's habits for decades, right? The problem is, is that these were subordinates. And the other problem is 
the potential use of company funds. That's what's so surprising to me about this, though. Vince is a very smart man. He doesn't get to where he is all these decades later without being one of the smartest businessmen out there. So the what surprised me is if it was a few million dollars, does anyone here really think Vince doesn't have a few million dollars of his own cash on hand that he could use? So like that that to me is a dumb mistake. And if you if if it is, if that part's true, then I'm sitting here going, well, that just confirms the fact that he's losing his mind because that was a really stupid, careless mistake. Like he could have gotten away with it. But even the ND, the NDAs aren't really that much of a news uh, item to me because NDAs are mutual. Both sides had lawyers involved that agreed to them. The issue is, was it company money and um, that they were subordinates? And I think they already said they uncovered what, like nine other potential ones. And they uncovered multiple from Laurinaitis too. So, but that that was one of the, the real surprising things to me was that he's got that kind of money. <laughs> like easily he could drop a couple million. What a stupid mistake. So he gets what he deserves if he goes down for that, you know? All right, Chip. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, my first point is this is Vince to Vince, basically. I couldn't really hear it, dog. Damn it! There's the Vince, you're fired. I had it on my button box, queued up, ready to go. Um, kind of like Tyler was saying. I mean, this is shit he could afford it on the side. So if they morally were really... wrong, by the way, let me. I'm not defending yes, you. I'm not. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, no one really gives a crap that he had an affair. Another. Yeah, we, like you said, we've known Vince's past with everything going on. You know, he hasn't been the most faithful person by any means, character-wise or in real life. Um, do I think he really gets affected by this? I, I don't know. That's tough to say at this point, considering he has so much money to begin with. Um, I'm just kind of dumbfounded by the the possibility that it was company money and you know there were many 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 people um involved in it um you know i go back and i see like jericho's comments which in a sense were kind of dumb but also very true that he's basically going to get out of this probably with a slap in the wrist just because of his status and you know financial figure um we saw maria canellis like george had mentioned come out today and said she would not return to the company unless there was a, a a clear leadership change um stuff like that uh all these other side stories that are now going to probably be coming out about this with vince because we've got other outlets picking up things and you know digging into everything i mean this could get really messy but i I don't know if it's really going to affect Vince at the end of the day, whereas it's going to affect the company for sure. All right, Sean. Ultimately, I don't think it, knowing Vince, he'll get away with it more than likely, but the, I think we need to um, point out also that no NDAs were violated during the leaking of this story. It's the, the, the more, uh, the drama within it is that it sounds like that there's a power struggle within the company itself that someone's trying to ruffle his feathers at the very least right now. And you got a little episode of like succession going on right now behind the scenes. Everyone just clamoring, what can we do next to try and hit them and whatnot. All right, I'm going to go Tyler, then George. 
and to continue from where Sean just left off, um, again, power struggle. So it's how did this leak actually get out there? Um, and the thing is, is like, if these women all agreed to an NDA, you know, we're all, everyone's all focused on taking Vince down, but some of these women might not have ever wanted this to come out. You don't want to be known as that person. So you got to, it sucks. It, it sucks for them. Right. So their names are getting dragged through the mud. I mean, they made a decision too, even though they were probably coerced, you know, it was, a, it was a superior. It was the man with all the power and money, but that doesn't mean they want the whole world knowing it. And I haven't seen if any of their names have come out, but the way these things tend to go, their names are going to come out. Their full names of not just the, the paralegal who apparently wasn't even hired as a paralegal, but all these others, you know, and a lot, a lot of people are going to, have a lot of things come to light that they never wanted to come to light and that's just a shame because some other people decided to bring it to light like they made the choice to keep it private whether that was the right or wrong choice i don't know but i i feel bad for those women for that reason all right uh george and then i got chad Oh, so uh, I just wanted to touch on something uh, Sean had mentioned. Um, he said that, you know, somebody's trying to, you know, ruffle Vince's feathers a little bit. And it actually strikes me, you know, and I just get it. I'm just trying to think of what's going on. It That strikes me as something that a board of directors might do to Vince just to get him out. Um, especially with, you know, the iron grip that he's had on this company for so many years. If somebody is trying to force him out, this would be the way. Um, and if, you know, and I don't know who would do it, but if, if it's a collective thing by the board, um, but if it is something like that, and, you know, again, this is just speculation. Um, if this does end up being the thing that forces Vince out, then the company may end up not having an official like owner or leader anymore. It'll just be a collective board of directors thing. So, yeah, I mean, as, as far as the, 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 the stakeholders that are in this, it seems like there is I'm not saying it's a coup, but you know, this is definitely a heavy topic. So I just want to acknowledge that. So like, you know, there, there should be like trigger warnings if they're like, people feel like uncomfortable with, with, with the situation, just, just for the future, just to make sure that, you know, once we get into these, um, these heavy, heavier topics, um, just want to, you know, acknowledge that. So, um, also keep in mind, do the move is a pro consent podcast kids. So with, with that being said, I think we've tackled this as, as best as we could. We'll, we'll see what the, the legalities are um, in the future and keep you posted in, in the future. So uh, moving on, we, we are heading over to, to the Chef's Kiss. Uh, and we have the Chef Kiss featuring Joey and Bob. Take it away. Hey, Rich, hold on one quick sec, man. I got some oh. uh, some news here. Uh -oh. uh, um, apparently, we've got an article getting released. Apparently, Linda McMahon is no longer living with Vince. Ooh. Well. Who oh. broke that news? I'm surprised it took her that long. Uh, uh, Sports Kita. That, that's been rumored for quite a long time, but I guess now it's officially been announced. But I've heard that on many uh, podcasts over the years. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks like uh, we might be seeing, uh, you know, I, this. it wouldn't surprise me if Linda is gone at this point. Um, I'm just trying to read through this right now and see what's going on. Um, 
but yeah, it looks like there's going to be a, a, you know, obviously there's going to be a divorce coming soon, but um, yeah, if she, if this, if this is, uh, if she is leaving Vince entirely and filing for divorce, uh, she'll take him to the cleaners because she's got all, all the evidence for if there's any kind of prenup, um, you know, she is gone. Oh, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the update, George. Uh, we are headed back to Chef's Kiss. Awesome, cool. Thank you, Rich. Um, Joey, let's have you start it off with this week. Um, Chef's Kiss. Um, uh, we were talking about it, and it's from NXT, correct? Yes, indeed it is. I- I'm aware that all three of my individual Chef's Kisses have been from NXT. Trying to change it up, but one thing Bob and I, I think, both love and even with the old black and gold hat that Brian has, the, the, the new NXT has been succeeding, in my opinion, at backstage segments and character work. Uh, a blue chipper on NXT that I hope you all have heard of and enjoy is Carmelo Hayes, as well as Trick Williams, but more specifically Mello, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> but a unique segment this past week, a couple of weeks ago, before Great American Bash, was how Grayson Waller, a very uh, douchey heel that I love as well. Chakra, I, I like heels, I know. But how he got his way into a title match for Mellow's North American title. A pet peeve of mine is like <clears throat> when matches are announced with virtually no real build or no real reason for why they're happening. And for this one, Grayson Waller lied and essentially said like, oh, my mom, because he's foreign. My mom is a big fan. I have some friends back home. Can you sign this merch for me? A T-shirt, a basketball, because Mellow Don't Miss is one of Carmelo Hayes' lines. And then very sneakily at the bottom of the pile was a piece of paper that, that just had a space for Mellow to sign his name. And it was a contract for North American title shot. Very quick thing, only like two to three minutes, but it at least explained enough and it wasn't like an Excalibur rapid fire. These matches that are happening next week, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm cut off by a picture in picture. So little character things like that are what I love. Bob, go ahead with yours from Impact Wrestling, I believe. Correct, Joey. Um, I feel like I'm the only one who watches Impact Wrestling here. <laughs> Again, I don't blame y'all. Um, but on this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, um, the, uh, we had a match featuring Mickey James and Chelsea Green. In the opening seconds of that match, Chelsea Green gave Mickey James a good old kiss. Now, if you guys remember back in 2006 when they were when we had Mania here in Chicago, Mickey gave Trish a kiss. So that's what I just remember when seeing that moment. I'm like, ah, and they even mentioned it on commentary. I think um, Tom Phillips brought it up on uh, commentary. So that's what I really liked. And then Mickey gave the kiss back too. She's like, oh, you're gonna kiss me? Swapping. Because uh, it was a, yeah, it was a good moment. Um, it was my chef kiss of the week. <laughs> for what it's worth, bonk I know Chad bonk. gave the horny bonk, but Bob, I, I don't think that was a horny reason why you picked no, chef's no, kiss. No. Correct? It was a throwback to mania. It wasn't me being a horn dog. Yeah, oh, I know. Bro. I still did it anyways. We run a family <laughs> restaurant here, Chad. So you look, you take oh. that over to Hooters. All hey, right, you oh, take right. your bus boy ass out of here, okay? <laughs> No, I, I just so, thought the deck was nice because yeah, I mean, one at that time. 
So one other thing I'm going to add for Chef's Kiss for our, our combo, our oh, main course, so to speak. Bob, did you want to add anything or are you okay? No, no, no. I said I completely forgot about our, our combined one. Yeah, go yes. ahead, Joey. So we're shooting this a few weeks, admittedly, after Money in the Bank. Correct. But something that I feel like that got lost in the sauce. See, that, that, that was a chef's line. Uh, hey. Of Money in the Bank. Thank you for the eye roll, Rich. That's appreciated. It's called gravy is the fact that, yes, Liv Morgan eventually cashed in on Ronda Rousey and won. Everybody went crazy. But there was a moment, and this was right after not only Canada Day, but after Bret Hart's, I believe, 61st birthday. Ronda Rousey not only applies the sharpshooter on Natalia, his niece, his blood relative, but he, she does it in a unique way that I don't, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, have you ever seen the sharpshooter done the way that she did it? No, she did it with the HBK pose also. She's like, so uh, no, it's the first time I saw that. And again, I didn't catch it at first. I I think I saw it on on, online and I'm like, oh shit, I missed that. I went back and I saw the moment, but uh, no, no, I, that, that moment. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Something. Well, no, I'm going to add here, Bob, something that I I think Rhonda, I know she's gotten a lot of, crap since coming back it's an, and and i agree that she doesn't feel as special as she felt during her first run for sure yeah definitely. but something that i think she does well kevin owens as well charlotte to a lesser extent is they talk smack during their matches or they'll do little things like that that maybe yeah. are sort of like easter eggs but pretty much eddie kl match could be a chef's kiss because of the little things that he does he stays out there yeah it's very audible too. You can hear what he says. Yeah. Very loud. And yeah. no, he too. He's he's witty with it too. Mm-hmm. So those are our chef's kiss items. George, is your hand in response to chef's kiss, or is it just separate? Uh, no, I do have a chef's kiss to add. If, uh, if uh, different different from the one you guys are talking about, um, can you guys can we just give a props to uh, Kanosuke Takeshita for the banger matches he's had against Moxley and uh-huh. Eddie Kingston? Holy crap! Hell yeah. Chad, you got a um for a chef's kiss or mine uh mine wasn't like a counter to chef's kiss, but I uh me and Joey watched a lot of wrestling together, like as COVID started happening, especially with uh the Thunderdome or whatever the fuck they called it. It was Thunderdome. Thank you. I, I knew I was gonna Hulk Hogan the shit out of that and call it something else, but um Silverdome, yeah, just brother. yeah, the Silverdome. Um Big fan of the trash talking during the matches like that. You really notice it more with COVID, obviously, because there weren't fans or any other background noise going on in matches. So um, I do like that. We're seeing that a lot more specifically in WWE. I feel like pre-COVID that like wasn't so much a thing. Maybe it's just the broadcast that never really picked up on it. But that is like a huge thing that I'm glad they have stuck with you know, post COVID to kind of fill in the blanks when it comes to uh, noise and background and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. All right. Well, thanks for, for the chef's kiss. Now we go to bone to pick. Uh, do we have a bone to pick this week uh, from, from anybody? Uh, George. Okay. Now I unmuted the right time this time. Uh, yeah. My bone to pick is with AEW booking uh, for Thunder Rosa because they have once again found a way to make her just irrelevant. 
Um, because instead of defending her title or doing anything to elevate that title, they're sticking her in a tag team with Tony Storm. And yeah, I get it. It's a it's a funny little you know pun for merch. You know the whole thunderstorm thing. It's like great. I get it. I don't want to see this. I need give me some kind of setup for a women's title match. This is not that you know, defend that title. We have a roster full of women that want to challenge for that title and you're doing tag team matches for funny gimmicks. It's the stupidest thing. And I, I could, on, like, I, and, and here's the thing, I'm not the biggest Tony Storm fan, period. Like, I just, I don't see what's so special about her. Thunder Rosa has potential, you know, outside of her promo skills, but you're, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. You're, you're, you're wasting time, wasting airtime, just if you're not going to defend that title, give it to Jade and let her do something with it. That's just my take. All right. Thanks for your bone to pick. Sean, your bone to pick. Where do I start? Uh, AEW booking in general, how wishy-washy it is up and down, how, how it lacks a ton of direction um i mean the biggest the most glaring example this week is like george said the uh thunder rosa thing with the thunderstorm thing like why are they why are they pushing a women's women's tag thing with the women's champion when she they could be setting up her next feud with whoever um for the next pay-per-view or the next big event whatever but they just want to quick merch seller thunderstorm oh it's catchy and this and that and uh um i had another i had another thought but it, it just blanked on me so i'm gonna bow out from there all right brian so my bone to pick comes from the women's promotion women's wrestling army now me and john went to night one of this event and I went to night two with another friend. There's one particular wrestler that got under my skin a bit. And that was this green haired, disgusting woman from New York of all places, New York. And she dares call herself cosmic, cosmic. I tell you, I basically stated in the, in the uh, event itself, I simply said, I dislike New York and I dislike you. And she had the audacity to just chat back at me, accusing me of running my mouth when I just stated one opinion. So just for that, New York still sucks. Cosmic still sucks. She didn't win any of her matches, by the way. She didn't win any of her matches, so way to go. New York sucks. So does their pizza. It just left a very bad taste in my mouth. Because, you know, we were in Chicago. Bing bong. Bing bong. You suck. Bing bong. There you go. Thanks, Chad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So to sum up, Cosmic sucks. New York sucks. Their pizza sucks. Deep dish is goaded. And rant. What I think Brian was really trying to say was New York can get fucked. You're welcome. 
Here all day. Amen to that. Uh, so my 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 bone to pick. I guess it's alluded with AW uh, booking. Um, I just want Team Taz to be relevant. I talked about this earlier in in the podcast. I feel like there's so much potential with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, and it seems like every single time that they're just there. I'm not saying buried is the word, but if you're going to have them in these high moments, these, these acclaimed matches uh, to constantly just lose and especially Starks taking the pin. That's the thing that's just like, ah, that just, that, that just really just, that's my bone to pick uh, from there. Uh, Sean, you got another bone to pick. Just a quick bone to pick with Chad and Brian for this in New York like that. Oh, hey, I didn't. I was just, I was you reassured. Just, you did the sound bite, so I've got the button hey. board here. Okay, I've got the sound box or whatever the fuck you want to call. It's it. like getting mad at a little kid for hitting his like the cow goes moo thing. You I have it. Mad at Chad for that. I'm gonna use it. Okay, Sean, I, I piss my I'm... friends off with that all the time. I use it purely to troll. And in my defense, you know, I'm just displaying our Chicago pride because, you know, we, we love our cities and, you know, Pop MJF is States. from New York. Exactly. Pop in the States. Pop yeah. in the States. Hey, MJF. <laughs> but yeah, MJF's from New York, so we got to say, fuck you, New York. And I'm pretty sure New York says the same thing because they think they're better than us. And they're not. Maybe they are, though. I mean, technically, we're called the second city. Exactly. Big Apple. CM Punk told us it's because the, the city burned down and we built right back on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Historian. Damn uh, straight. Teach the kids. Teach the kids, Joey. I'm trying, man. Still better than LA. <laughs> Anything better than LA. All right. Can I can I ask, though, Rich, did we get an update from Mr. Joliet, or is that feud dead now between you and Mr. Joliet? Oh, oh, oh. It, it, as, um... Good old the 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 American dream, Dusty Dusty Rose, baby. It will never be over. It will never be over. Um, I don't know where Mr. Joliet is. Uh, he knows where I'm at. I'm Mr. Aurora. I'm rich like the money. I'll do a promo battle right now. Thank you all, yeah, juice. man. Your juice has no sweetness to it. It's bland. Speaking of a uh, promo battle, uh, we didn't advertise this, but I did have an idea for a promo battle in which Joey and I think Brian both accepted. I haven't gotten any update on that. Are we, uh, is that going on tonight or do I got to give you guys another couple weeks here? Uh, next, next episode is what, what Joey is saying. Oh. Got to get his I even wore the demo, uh, demo God shirt. I was for what it's worth. Here, here, here is why. Because I thought we were trying to get better on timing for the episode and you had your little yeah. fancy banner. Little, little yeah. fancy banner, Chad. So that's why I did not prepare my lines yet. I did my Just banner tell me that an hour ago. That, that ain't an excuse. You're ducking, bro. I say you're scared excuse, without excuses telling me you're scared. are the tools of the incompetence. Blame everybody but yourself, Joey. Brian, Brian, what, Brian, I am happy to go. Brian goes first, though. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I thought he was, let's I thought go! Go first. Let's go. Wait, 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 let me ring the bell. All right, Brian, you're up. Go. There was no, no bell ring, but whatever. You know I what? Him. Hey, I got you covered. Ding, ding, bitch. Let's get it on. Because I thought heels went first in promo battles, but I guess we're starting off with the most positive boy over here. So, you know what, Joey? It's it's 
it's I'm really ashamed that you came to this promo battle unprepared because I figured since you're a teacher, you would teach your students better than that. And I guarantee you, if one of them came over without doing their work, you'd probably give them an F, right? So that's what I'm going to give you right now. I'm going to give you an F, not just for this, though, because, I mean, you seem to have this confidence about you, Joey, that everything you say should be taken as truth. And I feel like that stems from your upbringing, because I'm, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true or not, because I don't know you that well. But I feel like you have an only child mentality and your parents probably showered you with love and adoration and everything like that. And you could do no wrong in their eyes. That's that's probably what it was. And you probably got that in sense of entitlement. And you know what? That's OK. That's OK, because you know what? No judgments here. But that doesn't give you the right to say, hey, I cut a better promo. Because you know what? You're talking to a guy who was raised with three other siblings. I had to scratch, fight, and claw for every single bit of love and adoration and attention, let alone a good job or a pat on the back. I know what it's like to be a loser. And trust me when I tell you this, I'm not the loser in this promo battle because this right here is mine to win. It's mine to win. All right? Clearly, you came unprepared, Joey. There was no study guide for this. There's no... There's no... Uh, study hall or anything like that, you came unprepared for that. You get an F for this whole promo battle. Damn. That's, that's a lot. Something well, that I uh, looked up, and this was part of my plan, was the term toxic positivity. Now, Brian, you can give me a thumbs up or down. Have you heard the phrase toxic positivity used about you before? I have heard it used about me before, and I'd like to politely disagree with you. Okay, well, here's the definition for people that don't know. Uh, toxic positivity involves dismissing negative emotions and responding to distress with false reassurances. Toxic positivity also involves viewing things as entirely positive with minimal to no flaws, despite obvious evidence to the contrary. So I want to offer Brian the honorary nickname of Toxic Positivity Brian because he admits that he is a positive penny, whatever you want to say to my negative Nancy. I refer to myself as more of a tweener. I like to be a realist when it comes to this. I have not heard Brian really critique too, too much about wrestling. Now, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, I don't want to go into job stuff to be fair. But what I'm saying though, is that Brian's toxic positivity brings a damper to the rain the thunder and everything we have going on we're here to critique brian fluffs it up too much for the crowd that was it that's all you got? I, be I believe we had a minute for what it's worth uh we could have gone over a minute we could have gone going by over. the rules chat i'm going by the rules you, hey, you I, I set the rules and i can tell you that i don't give a fuck about the rules okay yeah um rules are meant to be broken come on give us exactly. some nwo shit or something i don't know you're the you're the historian here joey yeah i would yeah. argue george seemingly is he definitely whatever. is that's why we're including george in everything we're doing here in the next forever <laughs> i do what now <laughs> you're you're the man that's you are the, the historian for for wrestling content uh, I, don't know, I don't know about a historian i just watch a lot of stuff <laughs> Touche. Stay humble. Anyways, well, I, I guess that is our, our promo battle for the week. Uh, let's let's 
wrap up with some final thoughts final thoughts anybody just just quick quick round robin um just looking at my screen here i'll just popcorn people so uh john i see you first um i really don't got anything i'm sorry <laughs> come back to me <laughs> Uh, it's okay it's okay right oh okay so you know we got a lot of wrestling coming at us real quick uh we got so much wrestling to watch it's a great time to be a wrestling fan um i am very very excited about all out and basically aew's whole week in chicago in the states but still i love watching wrestling i love a chance to get to talk about wrestling it's just we love this industry so dang much and it's just i'm so grateful that you guys like to talk about this as much as i do because i always get a kick out of it love you too brian i love you rich yeah chad uh honestly i already forgot what i was gonna say but uh like brian said oh fuck you guys all right uh come on uh coming up on the one year anniversary of knowing rich that's really uh that means a lot. Rich, we literally met at All Out last year and his goofy ass hat on and we're like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, yo, what's up, guys? Like, as soon as we saw him and he was like the most personable person ever. So uh, I'm really happy that we're coming up on a year on that. Um, just excited that we're doing All Out again. We're pretty much hit every AEW show, I think all of them, since they've uh, come out here in some sort of fashion. So um, the fact that we have like 12 to 15 of us going again to a show, whether we're sitting close to each other or not, uh, is pretty exciting. And I think we're going to try to do a lot of cool things that week since we're going to Dynamite Rampage and All Out. So um, really excited for that. Uh, I think we're going to be watching the uh, Ring of Honor show next Saturday. If I'm, Is it Saturday? Um, yeah, I'll probably be coming Cowboy here. Cowboy Kool-Aid. Cowboy Kool-Aid. We're going to get fucked up and, and watch some wrestling. Maybe if we want to get a little wild, we'll do a, a little live show or something afterwards. I don't know. It depends on what, how the boys are feeling, how fucked up we are. But, uh, yeah, just uh, excited to keep the, the ball rolling here. We're uh, we're getting more comfortable with, uh, with everything. We've got our structure down, so I'm proud of everybody uh, doing that. So just uh, keep the momentum up. All right, George. All right, before I do my whole little spiel, I just want to make a quick announcement here because I'm as I'm looking at our Twitter feeds. Um, important match that we know um, happening, we, we never got this in AEW. Uh, we have Stu Grayson versus Eddie Kingston um, in Ottawa, Canada for a uh, cancer benefit. Um, supposedly, it's a very big show, according to Stu. I guess they do it every year. It's the one that uh, he and Evil Uno uh, promoted uh, previously. Um, when they first joined AEW. Uh, so that's happening Friday, August 19th um, at the Preston Event Center in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So if any Canadian fans are watching this, be sure to go check that out and go support oh, what is? it. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no, as, as, now as far as my little spiel here goes, um, you know, obviously I'm a little newer to the group here. I haven't known you guys all that long, um, but I'm glad that I feel so welcomed um, and that I've you know, brought what I can to this group as far as, far as my, you know, my wrestling knowledge and appreciation. Um, and I hope to be able to share more of that with you guys. Love you too, George. Uh, it's, all, it's all love here. So I guess I'll, I'll go with the toxic positivity too, Joey. Um, no, no, hey, but, now. 
Hey, no, now that's 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 not really fair. I'd say, you know. No, no, I don't think it's toxic positivity. No, I like to find silver linings, kids. I do have my own little negative streak about me. Don't you worry. I got plenty to talk about, but I just love putting things in a positive. Spin I think you're we, saving think, that for the heel turn, Brian, and, and it's going to be beautiful when it happens. Two man power trip too, incoming, Brian and there's I. There's just too much negativity right now. And I always like to focus on positives because I feel like the positives get overshadowed by all the negativity. So that's, Ryan, that's pretty much toxic positivity can also be viewed as a compliment because a, a group of very pretty young ladies is toxic attraction. So you're one word off of them is all I'm saying. That's my final thing them. to add. I think what he's way. trying to say Love is them. you're hot. So that's the. That's I have the no problem choice. admitting if a man is handsome. Thank you. I know. Yeah. Just buy me dinner first, Joey. Okay. <laughs> the, the promo. They love each other. <laughs> that, that was not what the prompt was, but I love no, it. no, the disdain's still there. I'm still taking that title home. Oh, okay. Oh well. And if we're giving myself a nickname, I'd rather it be Brian B. Positive. I think uh, since I did issue the uh, the card there for that, I think Brian did kind of win that one. Uh, but I mean, if if anything, uh, we can oh, put it up as a poll. We'll do a poll. We'll put a poll Yay. on Twitter. For whoever follows go. us for that, we'll we'll have an go. official winner. Um, how I was gonna lay that out though was the winner then moves on to somebody else. But Joey has already issued the challenge for Rich and Bob next week. Oh so man, I love Bob. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that announcement because uh, we just got people who love each other so much. Just you know, oh, oh, so Joe, now. put this on the chat. But me and Rich, we got nothing but love. We got nothing but love. I mean, unless Rich say something within the next couple of days that I'm like, mm, I don't know, Rich. But for the most part, me and Rich, we're on the same playing field here, buddy. That's my homie. That's my homie. I think maybe next week I'll pick a bone with you, buddy. Ooh, yeah. With who? With Ooh. you. What the fuck did I do? Exactly. I'm a fucking... I'm a... <laughs> Chad versus a tag Bob. Team Chad versus okay. Bob. <laughs> versus Bob, all right. Um, all right. All right. So, fun fact here: me and Bob used to live three doors down from each other, and we went to high school together. And we would talk shit to each other every day, no matter what. So, I don't know how this is going to be any different from that. It may not be a promo; it's just going to be a shit show. It'd be like a Comedy Central roast. Let's put it that way. Um, Basically, this is not going to be PG. So, if you don't like that. Yeah. Home. <laughs> we'll, we'll put disclaimers on there all right let, let's wrap it up so if you haven't done so already please follow us on, on twitter at do the move pod i know you're watching live here at twitch.tv slash do the move podcast um we will be having our youtube uh going out um not the live version the more abridged edited version thanks to john um for for doing all of that um so with that being said, my name's Rich Like the Money. This is Do the Move Podcast. Do the move. Can I, can I get do a quick move. do the move on three? One, two, three. Do the, do move. the move. All right, we'll, we'll see, uh, see you next time.